Dorktales presents Van Delver and Below, The Shattered Obelisk. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the session zero of Fan Delver and Below the Shattered Obelisk here on Dork Tales. Uh, I am your Dungeon Master Kelly. I use he and him as my pronouns. And uh, folks, I'm very excited to be starting off this campaign. Uh, this is going to be a great one. We've been looking forward to a while. And uh, today we are going to be going over session zero. You're going to be able to meet the cast. You're going to hear a little bit about this module that my green screen is not completely eating, which is great. Um, and then we are going to talk about our characters, do a little bit of setup. That said, there will be some mild spoilers for the first chapter of this book, uh, mostly the character creation section and a couple of plot things. Uh, nothing that major, so if you're looking to watch this and not get spoiled, I don't think it's going to be anything more than like reading the back of a novel, right? You'll know a basic setup. You are going to a place there are things. Um, that said, I'm very excited to be hopping into game on Monday next week, but we're going to talk more about that in a minute. Uh, I want to thank you all to Dorktail. I want to thank you all and welcome you to Dorktales. Uh, Dorktales is a group of friends in the Pacific Northwest of Canada and smattering throughout the world who get together and play tabletop role-playing games. Uh, we are a, uh, a narrative-forward, queer-friendly uh pretty amazing community here and we're happy if you would come and join us uh, our discord's free so consider joining and uh, hanging out with us uh, we're always available to chat especially if you add us uh, also uh, as we're going into this uh, if you have never watched one of our modules before what we do is we run the module and at the end of every chapter we do a how to run episode where we do a retrospective on that chapter and then talk about what we could have done differently what we should have done differently and some suggestions for new dms or dms who are trying the module for the first time uh it's a great way to try to impart some some of our hard-earned wisdom from the campaign also as we're going through this all of the opinions that we're going to state about the module and our characters are our own so run your table the way that your table likes to be ran Let's get into how we do that. Uh, but before we do, I really quickly want to thank our sponsor for the episode, Bookworm Games. Bookworm Games is an amazing Vancouver area proprietor with more than 170 different types of dice. Everything from dice bags to dice bins, from resin dice to gemstone dice. And they're even in the process of creating gaming tables. I kid you not. That's, they're going to be made-to-order gaming tables shipped to your house, and that is a fantastic thing that's coming. You can save 10% off of any order at Bookworm Games with code DORKTALES. Thank you to Bookworm Games for sponsoring us. They will also be providing some giveaways uh, for the first four episodes of gaming. You will have a chance, if you're watching live, to win a bunch of cool stuff. Uh, so let's go ahead and talk really quickly about Fandelver Below, and then let's introduce the cast. Fandelver and Below is a module that covers uh, the area called Fandolin. It is kind of the idyllic, beautific countryside area uh, where the original starter set set Lost Mine of Fandelver, a module that most people have played. Uh, this adventure kind of remixes that for the first half and then takes it off in a wildly different way that honestly feels very Stephen King. Um, I'm looking forward to it. It's got some major horror vibes. Um, it is going to be a very interesting time and I look forward to getting into some of the nitty gritty about that. Um, it does not appear to be connected to anything else, but at the end of it, if you guys all survive the troubles that are coming your way, it does have some suggestions for keeping the story going in other modules that can connect to it, such as Journeys Through the Radiant Citadel, perhaps. 
I know. Interesting. Uh, so, uh, tonight we are going to be talking about uh, what we are going to be playing, what we're going to be doing. We're going to be talking about any type of uh, uh, table rules that we are going in with, any type of uh, lines and veils, things like that. Um, we're normally going to be running this on Monday nights at 7 p.m. Pacific, unless something like a holiday comes up or something like that. We'll give you plenty of notice when we're not running, but it should be on Twitch every Monday night starting this coming Monday, uh, September 25th at 7 p.m. Pacific. The YouTube upload is usually going to be 48 hours later, so you can join us there. Um, and uh, yeah, there also will be made available over on our podcast, uh, which you can find it anywhere you get your podcasts. Uh, we're on iTunes, we're on Spotify, uh, and uh, leave a like. It is pretty nice to have you there. Uh, but now that that is all out of the way, uh, why don't we go around the circle? And uh, what I'd like you to do is introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about you, the player, uh, and then uh, give me like a little 30 second blurb on who you are. So. I'll start. As I said before, I'm your Dungeon Master Kelly. I am a writer, performer, voice actor, and uh, uh, ne'er-do-well, uh, originally from the States, who lives in the Pacific Northwest of Canada. I'm an Aquarius. I like uh, long walks through the Pacific woods, and uh, I like to sleep a lot. That's me, and I'm excited to run this. Christine. Hello, I'm Christine. I use she, her pronouns, and oh god. Uh, you can find me on Dorktales and Lady Liliana on Twitch, where I stream myself uh, playing video games. Uh, I don't know. I'm a history nerd, and I do admin for my my living. Um, I like doing crafts and playing games. And you'll be seeing some of Christine's crafts on her character uh, for this if show. If I get it done in time. I, I have oh, God, I know what I'm doing all freaking weekend because i did not manage my time well <laughs> all right over in the corner we've got caitlin hi i'm in the corner my name is caitlin i use she her pronouns i am probably still extremely washed out so i'll try to fix that it will be different during game that's okay i go by petite medic on all social medias um i'm trying to get into voice acting a little bit i'm currently on maternity leave but i'm generally a nurse I got a cute little baby boy. Um, yeah. What else about me? I also like crafting, and I also believe in you, Christine. And I'm really glad, Kelly, that you said Fandolin. That's how it's pronounced, right? I God, I hope so. I was gonna butcher it. Absolutely. What were you, what were you gonna so say? We're gonna oh, like Fandolin. I've always heard it as Fandolin, no which is which is how Fandalin. they said it in the Adventure Zone originally yeah, too, I right? I was gonna say Fandolin. I mean, Fandalin. you could say your character could have an accent. Fandalin. I don't know. Oh, maybe, maybe. Any I mean, pronunciations there... are just accents. Oh, I love this it. I love it. Um, yeah, it's not particularly an accent, but I was going to try to do something a little bit different, but it's probably not going to sound any different at all. You're anyway. just going to speak with a Minnesotan. Oh, I'm an alchemist, don't you know? Oh, don't you know? Just a little halfling girl. Yeah, that's perfect. Because all halflings <laughs> are, are, are Wisconsin, Minnesotan. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, down beneath you, we've got Amy. Hi, speaking of poor time management, I mean, hi, my name's Amy. My pronouns are she, her, they, them, but I know what I need to do this weekend. Um, and that is primarily fixing, finishing horns as much as I can and finishing sewing wefts into a wig because I decided that start doing a wig entirely from scratch was the most brilliant idea I had ever had for this character. Uh, yeah, 
Now that's going to be good. Um, I uh, uh, can be found at Paradoxical Ghoul on most social media, including my own Twitch channel here. I am a regular on Dork Tales and in Paradoxical Ghoul in the chat. Uh, I like crafts. I crochet. I have three blankets on the couch behind me, hidden behind this green screen and this very fake background that is not my actual house at all. And part of me is death thinking I should have taken a picture of the room like from the perspective and then just done a background replacement with the clean room. So every time it's like, yeah, it's my room, but it's clean. Maybe next time. And now that this idea is in my head, like, I've got That's to make it happen. That's freaking genius. I'm going to do that too. Well, <laughs> like, then you, just nice you need to get it just like put up on like a cardboard cutout so you can push it over at dramatic times. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, so, so speaking of, uh, of dramatic, I guess, Krista. Yeah, if there's one word to describe me, that'd be me. Uh, hello, I'm Krista. I use she, they, or her, them pronouns. Um, I am a general disaster on my best days. Uh, I also work in admin uh, in my daytime. I'm a purchaser, and but I also deal with the youths. Uh, I, I do my work for half a day, and then I go to a high school and do lunch supervision, and then come back to the office. <laughs> So uh, I get to put in my little, I don't know, community service. I don't know what it is. They're all awful, but not really. Um, I, like everyone else, is also big into crafts. Uh, I also bit off much more than I could chew with my costume because Kelly was pulling me into this game being like, you don't have to costume anything big. And I was like, okay, fine. I'll just play a very boring human with a very boring outfit and like five orders from AliExpress later. <laughs> I've I've hand crocheted a wig and I've custom made a leather jacket with appliques and oh, it's God. uh yeah so uh <laughs> that's me that's who I am as a person if I'm being perfectly honest if, if you um, have but, watched uh, our play our um pardon me our spell jammer game you have seen Krista as <laughs> as a gif hippo person I yes I, I I keep Francis close by at all times just in case close to your heart um, is that you security Francis <laughs> Yes, it's my security, Francis. <laughs> Your emotional support, Francis. All right. Speaking of emotional support wrong. animals. Hey, Chris. <laughs> welcome to Dork Tales. Hello. Uh, hi, my name is Chris. Uh, I use he, him, or they, them pronouns. Uh, I am a general layabout and nerd and alt model. Uh, you can find me online in various places doing various things. Uh, I love D&D. I love Magic the Gathering. Um, I have a hit or miss relationship with Games Workshop products, um, and I love painting. So I'm not as crafty, hands-on building applique. My costume does not involve handmade leather jackets or wigs. Uh, but the question of when will I wear wigs is always relevant. Will Fair. you wear wigs? <laughs> when will you wear wigs? Wow. Um, all right. Let's go in reverse things? order. So what I want to hear is, uh, so Chris, you, you went last, so that means you go first. Tell me about Sindri. All right. So what should I tell you about Sindri? I'm just looking uh, at my prompt here. Yeah. Give me a rough um, outline. Like what, what class, what race, um, little brief background details, anything that uh, you, uh, you want to talk about? So Sindri is a half elven monk who, uh, has a background as a sailor. Uh, he was involved in baronical bo boxing contests all along the Sword Coast until he got in a little bit over his head and decided to make a break for it uh, <laughs> from boats onto Neverwinter and onward from there. Nice. 
And uh, do you, so you're starting as a monk, right? So, and you know which direction you want to go with him, right? You want to go to the dragon path eventually? Yeah, the way of the Ascended Dragon from Fizban's Tone of Dragons. Um, I haven't played uh, anything from that book yet, so I'm curious to try it out. Uh, And it looks like an interesting take that's not empty hand. I was looking at Long Death, but the the vibes on it are a little off and I didn't, I wanted to try something a little different. That's fair. And if you change your mind before it comes time, like if you find that Long Death is perfectly in line, or if you want to be a JoJo character and get a stand, that's totally good. Get your astral on. God, it's my favorite, guys. I love it so much. I I do Um, always want to get my JoJo on. Right? Just just JoJo pose. Get your art redone. Um, That sounds great, Chris. I look forward to seeing him in play. Um, And as the chat keeps asking, this module does start at level one. So the characters have a little ways to go before they are going to be getting their subclasses. But... I always find that when I build a character, I plan ahead. Not as far as Krista plans ahead, as I discovered today. Um, when they uploaded... What? Okay. I Your message said, please upload all levels. And I went crap i have to play i have to upload a pdf no i meant as you... we're doing <laughs> so it was unclear so i only did level one but i was like if other people upload all the way up i guess i will too. i only did up to six and to be fair as you will find out it's an easy character progression that's fair i got zero sleep last night so that's probably why it was unclear because i have to fly out at 4 a.m tomorrow so i'm trying to make sure i go to sleep right after this session zero <laughs> Um, Krista, tell us about Carmilla. Or is it Carmilla uh, or Carmilla? Uh, her family probably says Carmilla, but she says Carmilla. Uh, okay. Carmilla Alizarin. Um, Carmilla, okay, just a background on Krista. Krista has been playing D&D for 20 years and has never played an edgelord. Uh, and I feel like it's a rite of passage that you have to do playing D&D or like, you know, I, I even I even started in World of Darkness. My first game I ever played was World of Darkness and I haven't played an edgelord. So uh, I am very excited to play one. Uh, so Carmilla Erlazarin comes from a, a I don't know, a, an old money kind of family um, that has a lot of, yeah, that uh, has a lot of dark tie-ins to the infernal realm and uh there is some kind of prophecy that someone will be born with the ability to take on the form of their great 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 grandfather who was a vampire um and when she is born she is a dampier so she's part vampire part human i don't know from what i can tell it's basically the only thing i can't do is turn into bats so uh i'm basically a vampire for all intents and purposes uh but she doesn't like that so she's real grumpy about uh having to be this big bad uh and her family expects her to like take over i don't know the world the countryside i'm not not entirely sure uh she probably tried to ignore as much of it because she didn't want to do that uh so she decides to run away uh to to do good and she wants to be a hero uh, and she's, but, but she feels so tortured, uh, that, uh, she <laughs> goes against that. Would it be fair to say that you have all of their strengths and none of their weaknesses? <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. I, there's Dampier get a blade. They, yeah. <laughs> Honestly, if okay, there's so any you're a day walker, okay. she gets a bite that she gets, like, you get a bite that you get health back. You can walk on walls and ceilings, like... <laughs> but and but you can't fly you can't turn into bats 
but you can go out in the daylight. So really, I mean, turning into bats to escape awkward social situations is pretty great. The dream. Uh, oh, and she's a fighter. Uh, and it's, I don't think I've ever played just a flat fighter in, in anything other than one shot. Uh, and uh, she, I'm going champion and I'm very excited about it because it's really easy. <laughs> Nothing you play could ever be flat, Krista. Uh, this is, this is, this is unfortunate, but true. I meant character wise, but take it as you will. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, Amy, tell us about Lyric. Uh, Lyric is a tiefling bard um, who dabbles in uh, information and and has very set ideas about the way she should behave and the world, and it doesn't always line up with what the world really is. But she tries her best, and she also primarily plays something... Oh, I'm going to butcher this name. Um, what the heck is it called? A... Uh, Nickel Harpa, I think is what it's called. I said it wrong, totally wrong. It is a, uh, it's like a, like a violin almost, but it has keys on the, the handle. It looks real freaking cool and it sounds cool and you should look it up because like it's, a it's great. Kind it's of, like except not that type guitar. of, kinda, yeah. I'm going to have to find a link to it. Um, what else should I, uh, is there to say about this character? Um, they're a weirdo. Yeah, they're kind of a weirdo. They definitely you know have which, very... Do you know which college you're angling toward? I, I'm going towards College of Creation. I've never seen that played. make creature, make make little things come to life. And, you know, sometimes your stool needs to walk around and do stuff. I'm just going to leave that one as it is. Uh, that's great. I left myself muted. <laughs> We're very mature here. Um, Caitlin, tell us about Anthea Briarfoot. All right. Anthea Briarfoot. Um, so she uh, uses she, her pronouns, and she is a halfling um, artificer uh, <laughs> born to a family of halfling florists. Um, so she often will use flowers and such, not for uh, arrangements or whatever they use them for, but for her potions, of course, right? So mm. she doesn't like to leave her house, but she is often kicked out of the house by her family or having to actually go out to grab supplies. Um, other than that, she likes to just stay in and research and read books and why would you go out anyways everything is bad out there <laughs> no so but it's just like <laughs> so you're a sheltered nerd okay uh yeah essentially yeah <laughs> perfect perfect i yeah. love it um and you've already said you're going alchemist i'm gonna be going so, alchemist yeah i didn't so say explicitly but yes it's pretty alchemist. it's pretty obvious you're not gonna make yes. flower guns i mean i could try, I could try. this is true uh, and finally, that is last... the way of the artificer, do, making weird things out of whatever. You could be the yeah. maverick and just throw flowers like tuxedo mask that explode. Oh, <laughs> my work here is done. You're... You didn't do but anything. Didn't do anything. <laughs> so good. Um, last but not least, uh, Christine, tell us about Lady Alessandra and right, her so long ass I... name we couldn't fit on the screen. We will be playing Lady Alessandra Baraquel. Um, who is an ASMR paladin, um, and 
she is from a noble family who is kind of like a long line of paladins type thing. And she is out to prove herself and prove her capability as a paladin because she is a bit frail, having had childhood illnesses, etc. And um, yeah, so she's not quite as tough as most paladins. And she's got to prove herself to her family that she can do this shit too. She's very well trained, but she's never gotten the opportunity to put it into practice because I think her family keeps her wrapped in cotton wool a little bit. So she is I taking am, this as her opportunity to get out on a real adventure. I am super proud of you, by the way, because you made this character with... I was sitting there putting everything together just like an hour ago and just being like, oh my god, what am I doing? What am I doing? Because I normally build to be tough and like cool and really like, oh, get good stats and stuff. My highest stat is a 16. Incredible. And everybody will see this as of Monday when it's on our intro pages yeah. our stat lines i have a minus one to con constitution oh you're <laughs> like Eva. i have horrible hit points yeah I you're a tank but you're like a first nine. generation tank what i have more hit points we have matching and hit points same well, because i have a d10 and i add minus one to it oh god <laughs> this is so it's relatable gonna be great. Oh I love that you're I'm building to character so and not much. building to min-max, though, because I, I hope that it will balance out, because traditionally you have pretty good luck with D20s. Um, so I mean, I'm having... pretty bummed only having a plus three in my powerful stats that are supposed mm -hmm. to be my main paladin thing, so I'm a little worried that I'm not going to be able to do well with what I'm supposed to be good at, mm -hmm. which is a little scary. So as, as someone who regularly fails at everything their character is supposed to be good at you just lean into it and you enjoy every yeah. failure um, as much as you would enjoy the success it's a little scary though when you're designed to be the tank well we've oh, got two tanks taryn is in the chat ask taryn oh. about my paladin that went down every like, combat oh no i'm well, fine with screwing is, a lot of shit up but screwing up when it comes point. to being hit it kind of sucks <laughs> well <laughs> we've got we've got three forward fighters in this so we've got some tank to spare mm -hmm. right? so i'm a little worried but i figure it's going to be an interesting thing to play um because mm. she's not going to be tough she's not going to be good at what she's doing but she was trained to be good and her whole family's good at it. So it's like, oh, there's a lot to prove and to like stand up to, which is kind of a fun thing to have going on. So mm -hmm. I think it's all of be my really cool. traits and whatnot from background are based all around the whole must prove myself, must may not shame my family. <laughs> like so as we're going into this, let's talk about some character updates and things like that. Uh, does anybody have any changes that they're making to any backgrounds? Is anybody... Uh, so going through, um, Christine, you're taking the noble background. Krista, you're taking the noble background because you're both nobles. Uh, are you both cool with both of you being nobles? I think it'll play yeah. completely differently. It made the most sense for the how we were building my character because you kind of offered soldier, but I'm like, she can't have been a soldier. Hmm. There, there is a not to have been there, the wrapped in cotton wool, frail paladin type. Yeah, there is a subgenre of noble that is a knight. Um, but I just didn't I, want to I'm take retainers because you get forced yeah. to take them with that one. And mm. I figured were if you, we're I mainly they were... going to end up in a dungeon, they're not going to be around at all. So, <laughs> so what's the point? Well, unless, unless you want to side. I know. I'm. 
I'm, I'm no, they're so very specifically not sidekicks. Oh, that sucks. They're there to do common stuff for you, like fetch food, light a fire, but they're not there to fight. They will not fall you into dangerous situations. I mean, if you it's want to have an NPC that can just be basically like your smart ass sidekick who doesn't, who's I mean, like, if you want a sidekick that you get if you to play. Want, if you want R2-D2 and C-3PO in this game, we can have that happen. <laughs> do we like, need to add more smart alec characters to our party is the question. <laughs> Because I don't know about the par the characters, but I do know the players. Yeah, exactly. I am, <laughs> I am cool with having another situation like Claudette and Leoden type thing going on. Having yeah. the one who's like, "Ma'am, your mother will kill me. Don't fight. <laughs> Stand yeah. at the back where you're safe." <laughs> well, let me know if you want to switch out and have that as your sub noble. Like, take that instead. Um, I'm totally yeah. fine. I that I would only change the the ability that the ability is the only so. thing that really yeah. tends to bunch up when you have two people being like i'm a noble do what i say i'm a noble do what i say right or two people having that little special ability if anybody wants to trade out any part of their background i'm completely fine with being flexible on it especially if it's published material if you want to create something special or if you want to just design your background from the ground up i'm totally fine with that as well so long as it is sensible Following the rules in Tasha's is probably the easiest way to do that. Okay. So, um, Caitlin, you took what is your background? Guild artisan. Guild artisan makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. Lyric was going with a modified version of. It was going to be, I was thinking entertainer, but I was realizing that it didn't quite fit for like the um, mm -hmm. specific of the personality and the ideals. And that actually fit a lot better with Sage. So I'm taking kind of a blend because Bard, from what I can, if mm -hmm. I've read, Correctly, lets you pick like three specialized skill specializations of your choice like it's not yeah. as restricted as other ones so honestly i can do anything and mix and match to make it work out for what i want so sounds good and Sindri went with it. sailor which makes a lot of sense because you've traveled all around um so uh as we go through by the way if anybody wants any feats let me know i'm totally fine with stuff from unearthed arcana so long as it's not one of those two things that is just completely out to lunch um, or the psionic stuff at this point. Well, who knows? Maybe later. Um, and uh, for some of our games, we do do feat customization. For example, in Dragonlance, um, Robin's Kender has a customized feat uh, for her background that lets her like basically like take Kender stuff. Well, take other people's stuff, at least. So let me know if you ever want something kind of fleshed out or tweaked um, or if there's anything that... Um, fits your character better uh christy you were asking me earlier if you could swap out your um your fighting style as per unearthed arcana at a later yes. level and i'm like so there there care. is an Go unearthed ahead. arcana that allows you to swap out your um uh fighting style at every time you level mm. um so i'm that. not going to be changing it every time i just have a plan that in a couple of levels i think i want to swap over as like a character building thing but again maybe i won't and maybe we'll mm -hmm. see where it goes Sounds good. Uh, so uh, that said, let's talk about this. So the entire purpose of this, um, getting into the meat of the story at this point. Uh, so you all are traveling from Neverwinter, theoretically together, and are making your way toward uh, the Fandolin area uh, and Fandelver itself. Uh, now they give you a bunch of different options. So it's recommended at least one character uses um, the Meet Me and Fandolin hook uh, to connect you to a dwarf called Gundren Rockseeker. 
Okay. He's kind of your contact there. So meet me in Fandolin is you're in the city of Neverwinter when your dwarf patron and friend Gundren Rockseeker hires you to escort a wagon to Fandolin. Gundren has gone ahead with a warrior, Sildar Hallwinter, to attend business in the town while you follow with supplies. You will be paid 10 gold pieces uh, per head that you are uh, are hired above uh, to... Um, uh, the by the owner of Breath, Barthen's provisions in Fandolin when you deliver the wagon safely. So some of you could be traveling as as well. Uh, you could be a friend of the Harpers, where you spent much of your life in awe of the Harpers, a secretive organization dedicated to promoting good and preserving history. You've always wanted to join, but you've struggled to gain the group's attention. You're headed to Fandolin, where you hope your good deeds will gain their notice. Uh, you could be a gauntlet trainee, where you have pledged yourself to the Order of the Gauntlet, a devout and vigilant group that seeks to protect others from evildoers. Before you become a full-fledged member, you've decided to meet your hero, a retired adventurer named Darren Ettermath, who was part of the Order and has thwarted many local threats. Darren lives in Fandolin, in a cottage beside an apple orchard. You plan to visit him and drink in his wisdom before joining the Order yourself. So those are the three uh, general hooks. There are also some character hooks that are tied to backgrounds uh, that I am going to just suggest to you. So uh, Guild Artisan is is pretty obvious in many ways. You've learned useful trades in Neverwinter, but the city is home to too many artisans that use that skill. Now you're heading where you can hope to start a business. That's an option, Caitlin, or something like that. These are These are ones where the plot doesn't really depend on it. But it's just kind of a little bit of extra flavor. Uh, the noble one. Your family is based in Neverwinter, but you uh, own property throughout the Sword Coast. You inherited a cottage in Fandolin and must inspect the place before you decide to keep or sell it. Um, you I kind of like that one for me, potentially, because that feels like a safe quest that her family may have sent her on type thing. Take it. Absolutely. Um, Sailor, you've sailed along the Sword Coast, but a brush with death made you rethink your profession. You're headed to Fandolin to decide what's next. That's a really open one. I mean, that kind of fits with the background I had written up for Sindri. Um, mm, kind of does. But it really. ties. It it also ties in quite well with the meet me and uh, Fandolin uh, like story quest. It's like, well, got a job in Neverwinter, took that job, hit the road. Mm -hmm. So th that's that's where I kind of more see Sindri at because just kind of like on just on the road for venture doesn't necessarily offer anything for story wise for hooks. Mm hmm. Well, there's also the criminal one for anybody who wants it, which is you're wanted for crimes and are going to, to hang low in the small community to the south. <laughs> that's that's a great one. Um, Amy, Sage, I'm not sure. Um, what is Lyric's motivation? Lyric wants to do a make a difference in the world and get and learn more about things. Like is is like really would, out there would... to find truth and information and knowledge and confirmation of her ideals and is also probably on the running from her family and parts mm. of trying you to think not be part of her her lineage escape her lineage if she can the friend of the harper's hook do you think that'd be something she'd be interested in joining chris yeah Pine? that one appeals to me yeah okay. <laughs> and other notable harpers now just chris pine just Chris Pine. There's only Chris Pine. Um, okay. Uh, Carmilla, which one you were interested in the, which one? Friends, friends of the Harpers. Okay. You both can be interested in that. Um, okay. And then, uh, Cindy, you also, when we spoke earlier, were interested in the meet me in Fandolin, having known, um, Rockseeker. 
right? Yeah, that seems like a, a pretty reasonable. Okay. And then Anthea, what 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 draw what like speaks to you the most out of all of those? Or do you want to hear some more? No, well, I do. I do like the guild artisan one, and it makes a lot of sense because Neverwinter is home to a lot of artisans, which is why I was mm -hmm. like, oh, maybe she, you know, lives in Neverwinter um, and grew up in around Neverwinter area. Um, but I also like the kind of like, oh, you're old now, like you're old, you're old enough now, like you're getting kicked out of your house kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. um, like, go make something of yourself. Like, you know, this skill, you can do this. So. That's fair. There's also, if she's a nerd, the sage mm -hmm. one um, is uh, in the academic halls of Neverwinter. You studied the re the region's historical alliance between Fandolin and its neighbors. The fate of the lost mine of Fan Fandelver has always fascinated you. And you're traveling mm -hmm. to Fandolin to discover whether any locals know about rumors to its fate. So that's kind that of like... That would be interesting. Mm -hmm. So, you know, just there are some little seeds and things like that. Um, mm -hmm. So... Okay, cool. Now I kind of know where we're starting with this. Uh, when the adventure begins, you're all going to be in Neverwinter, and uh, you're all going to be kind of gathered and meeting at the same wagon if you don't already know each other. Okay? Um, Krista and Caitlin, you were interested in having Carmilla and Anthea know each other and already have a pre-existing bond. Does anyone yeah. else think that they would have an existing bond to anyone? I don't know Ella if I would, and Lyric? I haven't really thought of it, but it would be fun to have one. Yeah, I'd be down for having one. I don't know necessarily which I feel who it like makes sense with. Lyric may have I don't like I like the idea that maybe she was a bit of a tutor or something for like I don't know, some maybe te like teaching infernal or something as a language. <laughs> yeah, that could work cuz you need to know what to speak before you smite it. Yeah. So that could be good. I feel like Sindri is the disconnected one out of this group because he's just a hired gun who ends up sticking with them through through thick and thin in hired the end. Goon. Hired, I can definitely, hired goons. I can definitely hired goons. see a perchance, like we weren't, we didn't arrive here together, but a, we know each other because uh, Ella, like Carmilla is on the run ostensibly like from her family because they, want her back um so it wouldn't surprise me if she's taken a boat from somewhere so if she was on a long sea travel and um Sindri was working on that boat maybe they mm -hmm. have like adventured for them i mean they've had a long journey together in the past so it might be like that what the hell are you doing here <laughs> what was the hometown you were thinking of for uh for your character vaguely Barovian. I don't have a specific hometown picked out. When, um, when I was thinking comes to shove, Baldur's Gate's always a good one. But yeah, yeah. Exactly. Honestly, I was thinking that because I don't think Lyric is from Neverwinter. I think that's like a her most recent stop on her way on her adventures of life. Yeah, because Cinder's not a pirate or anything. He's like working, say, like merchant routes generally. Mm. So it would make sense for him to have met people on their way up, especially Maybe if they just Waterdeep. got to town. Yeah, Waterdeep's pretty good. Well, that that then might be there. a nice a nice interconnect of everyone is if if Lyric and Sindri have been on a boat together, and uh, Carmilla and Sindri have been on a boat together, mm. and then Anthea and Lyric are together, and me and Anthea are together, and then it gives us kind of a tying of mm. all five of us if we have a history. There's also a good chance that um, Alessandra and Carmilla both kind of either have met each other at some point. 
or mm-hmm. know of each other's families through no <laughs> Alessandra has done history lessons on wiping out the Alizarins. <laughs> and I, I I've probably that's... done the same. We're like, did we all end up in the same history class together? Are you guys going to make out or what? <laughs> no, I did not end up in the you same history class history as y'all. Classes? <laughs> exactly. Y'all went to I'll school? Yeah. <laughs> um, I was just thinking, I think Lyric, so originally from Waterdeep, I think uh, maybe met Sindri on the way to Candlekeep or something. I don't know the geography. I'm sorry. My, it's not clear to me. It's the but Swift Coast. Probably... It's all along a coast. Yeah, right. I um, was going to Candlekeep to try and go and learn some, edu- like, to get a proper education. And then next thing you know, they're in Neverwinter together for some reason. It's like, look, it didn't work out. Just I will not it. elaborate. Redacted. <laughs> hey, what what happened in Candlekeep? Train noise. Like, don't worry about it. Uh, but yeah, so I figure, like, Lyric probably then has been trying, uh, getting, earning money primarily through te- being a tutor for like history and infernal perfect it's so uh, well, i couldn't find candle keep on the map before sorry i'm it's, it's just south of together it's a little spot on the map it's very small it's just yeah. south of baldur's gate but I it's see. full of mysteries down the coast way yes apparently <laughs> you can find all and of those episodes over you. on yeah over on our youtube guys go there um all right so uh since we're talking about infernal let's talk about languages just so that we have some common languages uh together everybody obviously has common um lyric you get infernal um crystal what do you do you get any other languages for being a dampier i can't remember uh so there is so i get one extra language and then as a noble i get an additional language uh vampire is a language which made me laugh really hard. Blah 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 blah. blah. I do not blah blah blah. I blah 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 at a college level. Uh, except I decided to go with infernal and celestial because her because I gotta be edgelord and as, be just as basic as humanly possible. And I was like, her family taught her infernal, but she wanted to learn the language of the light. Uh, and so she learned celestial. <laughs> so good it's so dumb i love it thank you thank you for that um while we're getting into this uh caitlin obviously speaks uh halfling chris obviously speaks elven um and then christine do you get celestial for free no asmr just get a language as far as i can tell um so i'm not quite sure what to take I mean, Celestia um, would be good. Um, I'm going to tell you that... I do get that... two others because I get one for Noble and one for being ASMR. Okay. Uh, so um. out of the book, the ones that are going to come up... Uh, so Dwarven, always. Um, the the normal basic languages are good. Uh, the ones that are going to affect this module a lot, as far as I can see, uh, there's a lot of Goblin. There's mm. a lot of um, Undercommon. There might even be some deep speech in here. I don't expect any of you to have deep speech, um, but under common, if you are, if you're a goth potentially, yeah. Just to under point com- it out there, I took gnomish um, because you I get gnomish. another language. Yeah, nice. well, because I figured that a lot of artificers are probably gnomes, and so I probably have studied with a lot of them. So, yeah. So I, like I guess it. it depends on which book you take ASMR from. Um, I'm looking at it from. I think I was looking at the first one on Wikidot, which is the Mordenkaiden. Um yep. Volos does give you Celestial. Does it? Okay. Um, 
but it doesn't allow you to pick anything. It just gives you common and celestial. I mean, so, but the... Um... But I kind of like the way this stuff is laid out for, like, your celestial revelation in Mordenkaidens and versus Volos. Anybody care if Christine gets an extra language? I don't care at take, all. Um, take Celestial. Actually, you have a con of A. The... Take a Celestial. <laughs> um, on the topic of backgrounds and languages, technically, if I went, um, since I'm leaning more heavily on the Sage side of it, mm -hmm. um, that one gives you bonus languages and entertainer did not so i'm leaning more towards that and i would like to at least take one extra language you and you can pick draconic. and choose yeah, you cool. can take draconic be nice to have somebody have draconic in Dragonlands. we don't have anyone with draconic and it's got dragons and lances so it would be does anybody have suggestions for why i should take another language um is there anything we should have there so, i mean what do you guys think so i've taken dwarven uh for like nice. for crafters and other people that i might have encountered in bars and docks uh, i so i speak elven and common i am don't imagine sindri speaking anything kind of unusual um but you, your your character sounds like more academic more studied more learned mm -hmm. um is there some uh a type of study that you saw that uh saw your character doing more of anything that you really saw I was thinking like anything that would have so I'm gonna be a in the long run an oath of the watchers paladin. So my family has stood against um how does it put it? uh the influence of extra planar forces. So if you're looking at extra planar forces, uh the exotic languages abyssal, uh infernal, primordial. Don't take primordial, it's not gonna come up. I'm just gonna point blank say that's not really in this one. Uh draconic. Deep Speech, which is Mind Flayers and Beholders. Um, then Sylvan, not going to come up. Not really. Uh, and then Undercommon is anything for dealing with the Underdark. So if you're hunting Drow. What are we going to do in the Underdark? Why would we be in the Underdark? We're just going to Fandolin. Yeah, there's <laughs> nothing in the Underdark. All right, so we, we do have somebody, though, who does Infernal, I think, right? Krista kind of defaults to that. Uh, me and I think Amy, were you taking Infernal? As a tiefling, yes, I speak Infernal. Yes, <laughs> awesome. Okay, so we've got that covered, so I won't bother touching that. And Amy, you were thinking about taking Draconic as well. Yeah, I figure if I'm, yeah. And we've got Celestial covered. Mm. Um, I guess that leaves Deep Speech and Abyssal. Yeah. So what do you think? Mind Wait, flares did somebody, or did somebody say Undercommon? I, well, I, I was considering Undercommon well. under um, instead of Infernal, but I think Infernal is more applicable to the background. Are you are you talking to demons? Or pardon me, are you talking to devils. devils? Or are you talking to to Drow? See, I, that's that's the question. Is like it could be, I, I don't know, because like where do vampires fall? I mean, vampires speak blah blah blah, but um, they do. <laughs> but um i would say that vampires would have a lot of sway in the underdark because there's no sunlight yeah right it's kind of right? it's, a, it, it's an entire okay. world where they I'm, just... I'm happy to take um undercommon and then i don't even have to take celestial i could take another like i don't know what are good people <laughs> what do we think are the good language celestial feels like the dutch the, the, <laughs> and I speak Dutch, <laughs> just just straight up Dutch. You can take Dutch for free. I'll allow it. Why? Fantastic. 
Dick. And we meet anybody that's that's from Amsterdam or from the Netherlands. I speak it. Um, no, the, anyway, the, the Netherlands uh, speak under common. I feel like deep speech might be more likely for her yeah. family. Because I feel like mind flayers more feel like extra planar beings. Yeah, if you're fighting, if you're a warden, deep speech does mean you'd be fighting like mind flayers. Gith speak gith, but like... So yeah, if you want to do undercommon and you want to do deep speech, then you've got a gamut covered. Yeah, the only one I think we're lacking from that then is Abyssal from the ones that you said might be useful. And Goblin. Goblin And I'm very much planning on taking Comprehend Languages as a spell. I could take Goblin, but because of backstory things, she probably wouldn't want to. Okay, that's fair. (laughs) (laughs) But there are Goblins in like the Neverwinter Forest and and stuff. And isn't Goblin a like sub language of Undercommon? No. No, I thought it was. I thought it was registered as being like is it's it? technically like a sub descriptive is dwarvish. Oh yeah, go- an elven. Goblin is like stitchish. Is elvish. <laughs> so I feel like they're actually completely different. Oh, Amy, see, you should see. T- you- it depends on the book. One book it's dwarvish. One it's goblin has its own oh. my own script. Weird. One it's common, and then a different one it's dwarvish, and then there's one. Then orc uses a goblin script. <laughs> goblin okay, script so just looks THB like. My THB was printed 2014. No, 2018. It's 10th printing. <laughs> yeah. So this one is in Eberron. It's got they have their own script. Ah, that's how they do it. It's a it's in Eberron. Guildmaster's Guide to Ravnica. It's a common script in the PHB. It's Dwarvish, and then it's also mm. Dwarvish in Dragonlance. Yeah, it's all the different different areas. So the the PHB. It's silly. Uh, I know the PHB kind of like leans directly into like the vanilla. So, gotcha. Amy, how many languages do you get? You could take Goblin. Under Carmen is Elvish. I only got um two as a bard from what i could tell it was calm um or it didn't give me anything special no it oh, was like i got the though? ones for my race and then yeah. bard didn't give me anything special Paladin so doesn't give me anything s- either yeah mm. so by so taking for sage race. primarily and just like a couple like i think i took like maybe one personality thing from entertainer okay. and the skills um sounds good yeah so that, that we can always we can always customize one it. more to yeah play around with so that's why i'm taking Our- draconic sounds good uh, so now that languages are done, uh, next, we're going to talk about a couple of things real quick. We're going to talk about, uh, tone themes and content running a session. Zero is a really important time to have a table talk and make sure that you're all on the same page with everybody and to make sure that everyone is looking for the same experience. Because if, uh, some people are wanting like, uh, an episodic Star Trek style game where you go, you solve a problem, then you leave, uh, with some interpersonal drama in between. And some of you want a dungeon crawl that those are completely different game styles. Uh, so here, what we're going to do is we're going to talk about uh, content and language, uh, themes, uh, violence, lines and veils, uh, as well as some body horror stuff. And then we're going to go over our house rules that we use on the channel so that uh, new players and new viewers know what we do here. Uh, so first of all, I wanted to jump into film rating. This game is is a light R from what I've read so far. Uh, it is on par with like Stephen King or like I don't want to say too much, but it's it's got some it's got some horror vibes later on, and it's got a lot of gross in it later. I mean, look at the cover; it's it's pretty gross looking. 
right? Um, so that said, um, on Dork Tales, like we were a mature channel, so we've got that little mature button up. Uh, that like enjoy yourselves. Um, any type of R description is is fine by me. Um, and uh, any type of language, so long as you're not like f bombing every other word. Enjoy yourself, you know. Yeah, there you go. Just mute yourself. You mouth it all you want. Okay. Uh, mature is in rating, not as an attitude. Okay, so themes. This one is going to have a lot of themes of horror, of change, of um, kind of themes of of like uh, spiritual and physical violation in a lot of ways. Um, I don't want to give anything away, but uh, Wizards of the Coast is being very thematic with some of their recent uh, products. And there is a lot of gross stuff in this. Um, that said, uh, Dork Tales doesn't really deal with anything involving SA or anything uh, that is non-consensual on any type of romantic or sexual sense. So you don't have to worry about that. This is more like uh, mutations and like mind control and things like that. So um, that said, the themes are going to be, uh, I'm assuming you guys are going to be like semi-heroic because you kind of are going to be stopping something to be the bad guys in this, you would have to go so above and beyond that even an edgelord would have a little bit of trouble with it, I think. So I think you'll be okay. Um, violence is obviously going to be on the table because this is a, um, it's a DD module. This is very dungeon crawl heavy. I want to make sure you know that. Um, so you will have to learn to like ration your spells and abilities, uh, there are so many dungeon maps here. I actually don't know how long this module is going to take us to run because of that, because dungeon crawls do take a while. Uh, so just be ready for that, and uh, we'll have some fun with it. Um, that said as well, um, I am 100% fine if anybody wants any any romantic, uh, any, any implied sexual stuff for their character. Uh, if you want to get married and have kids in character, I don't care. Uh, approach me about it. Say that you're interested in it. I, as always, my NPCs are are pretty um, pretty pansexually flirty. If you're if you're interested in it, so um, anybody jumps out at you, just let me know. Does anybody have anything? Um, is anybody looking for that type of thing in character? Um, think about it. Let me know. Um, but I also want to know, does anybody have any lines or veils as we're going in here? Like I said, uh, this game does have body horror and there is a much maligned section at the beginning of the book. I want to read you. Um, I've seen a lot of posts of angry people, um, the, the usual angry people, uh, complaining about this little section here called player consent is required before you use, uh, certain uh, rules presented in this section. Check with each player to determine if they are open to their character experiencing physically transformative effects. A player will not miss the game benefits if they choose not to use these rules for their character. So basically, there are things that could change you in many different ways in this. However, as with all things at a Dorktales table, we try to be consent-based as much as possible. If I'm ever doing anything, I, I will slip up from time to time. I will make a mistake. I will, um, I will take a story in a way that you might not wish it did. Please let me know, uh, either after session, privately in our private chat, uh, or or just try to steer it back the other direction. Feel free to stop me in the middle of the scene if it is making you uncomfortable. I want to know what your lines and veils are so that we can all enjoy this experience together, particularly because it's going to be a spoopy one. Uh, it is my 
solemn opinion that consent in role-playing games is very, very important, particularly in games like this for one reason. I, I see a lot of people complain that consent ruins the surprise. Yes, it, rules the sh it ruins the shock of the surprise. However, if I am to tell you right now that this module has something that may change your character irrevocably forever, you will now know that going in, and that is where the horror comes from, because you will be dreading it as we go in, rather than me suddenly saying, and now you have two heads, and you're like, what the? So and then you're. So what you're saying is, when I go and go and do the thing I usually do, which is yeah. touch and lick and like, touch, like explore every cursed room, go and on, then, like read everything out loud, um, I will be punished for it, and I'm t I I personally am totally fine with that. I know what I'm doing. I, like play stupid games win stupid prizes truly the DD motto so i'm i'm fine with that personally okay cool um that said if anybody does have any lines or veils uh so for those who don't know lines and veils lines are hard lines we don't cross we don't do anything with uh with sexualized violence um uh and if we ever did encroach anything like that it would be heavily content warned and would CR made the Ascension of the Victorian Age game for talk of that. But it's just not interesting, right? Um, I have uh, two. Yeah, what are your... And veils are things that we like, probably not. Um, with care. But give us an example, <laughs> Caitlin. Well, mine are just really like physical things I can't imagine yeah. in, in, personally for me. Um, the, the mummy scarred me and I can't have things crawling Everybody. under my skin. Sorry. <laughs> Uh, so you, yeah. you can do that to me it's all good yeah okay. it can be happening to somebody else i just like i always get too into my character um but one thing that i just like will need to tune out if it happens is i can't really deal with trypophobic imagery so just let me know if that's kind of a thing that's going to be going on and then i'll just either tune out or not listen or something okay, so... i know that was, like, something that was potentially a little trypophobic in a different one that i just kind of like glossed over it so uh i just to talk about that so trypophobia uh look it up if you if you don't know what it is because caitlin probably doesn't want to hear about it um <laughs> but there is one image in this book that is vaguely trypophobic um and it is there is one person um may i describe it real quick just what it is it's a person who's mutated to have like spider eyes around their face so it's like a bunch of like little black eyes around their face um, is that too much or no, no, no. Mine's okay. usually if it's like, if it's like a, like a hole with something in it, usually, oh, or okay. like if it looks like it's a hole with something in it and there's multiple concave, not convex. Okay. Yeah. This is, this yeah, is a much squishier, usually. the viscera inside of this is okay. literally visceral. Oh, okay. okay. But good to know. Okay. So no trypophobic. Sorry. Uh, oh, yeah. Lost. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> okay, no, no scarabs in skin or skin crawling yeah. things. Uh, Chris, I know you really don't like that as well. Are you, if it happens to someone else, are you okay? Yeah, it's fine. It's less bad than it used to be. Uh, okay, that's good. Yeah. Um, after after let, getting like bed bugs at like in my early 20s, like it took me a while before I got over that. And you know. yeah, I got there. Yeah. Uh, anybody else have anything they want to put forward? Lines of um, Eyeball stuff and nails. Please don't eyeballs at least don't describe it this like uh viscerally um i can i can handle the abstract of it as long as we're not going into any extensive detail dungeon masters exactly. remember there is a big difference between describing something passively and actively 
Um, you don't have to zoom in to say, ah, yes, they're torturing him by doing a thing. And then having that scene from Dead Space that we all know about. Oh, man. I hadn't thought about that for a minute. I've been watching a lot of retrospective videos recently on old video games. Um, okay. Uh, so, if there are no more lines and veils, then we can move on. So, everybody's cool with body horror? Oh, uh, Christine, what'd you say? Yeah, I was just waiting for other people to finish oh, their thoughts. Sorry, go ahead. Not giving me a chance. Um, stuff to do with the idea of getting, like Amy was saying, like, it's okay a touch of it because you need like maybe mm -hmm. pathos or something like that, but getting too in depth on stuff like cruelty to small children, cruelty to animals, etc. Like a just over the top, like descriptive cruelty is like it's just gonna gross me out and make me feel very unhappy. Sounds good. Um and if any of that comes up I'll warn you. How are you on like po children possessed by demons? That's fine. Because that's not really cruelty, I guess, so much as it's just horror. Yeah, I think like okay. horror is fine. It's like, it's when you really dwell on it, and it's like cruelty for the sake of cruelty, versus like mm -hmm. something just a bit hor like being horrific. Mm -hmm. The but like dwelling on the description is ugh. like saying it happens is one thing, but dwelling on a like intense description is like just another level. It's like, ugh. okay. Um, so that said, uh, for those of you who are used to Dork Tales, um, and all my regular players, you know that when it comes to this kind of stuff, I will never have anything that is something like that unless you can do something about it, right? Somebody who kicks a cat is going to get their comeuppance right quick, right? And you get to save the cat, right? Um, because straw manning is, is fun. It's it's fun in a narrative context. Uh, okay, cool. Um, last chance on anything there. Perfect. Uh, that said, on the body horror consent, does anybody not feel like having the body horror stuff happen if it comes down to it? Cool. All right. Uh, you can also, also tell me in private chat later. Amy. I have a caveat of that I yeah. want the body horror to at least be interesting and not just gross. I think it's... it's I, okay. Fair. And you can if always it's just gross and it's like, but if it's interesting and you're like, oh, that's that's grotesque, but fascinating. That's something a little different. I think it, it could be. It could be. Um, we'll have to see how this goes. Um, I, and if I ever am off the mark, we can always say that you meet mutated between games. You're like, cool. Quaid, cool. start the reactor, you know, like <laughs> we'll fix it in post. We'll fix it in post. That's that's literally what we'll do. Okay, uh, let's go on to house rules. Uh, house rules. Uh, we tend not to use like a super amount of house rules inside of our module games and our homebrew games. We use tons. So go check out our wiki about that. Thank you, wiki lords. Um, okay, so house rules and DM caveat. Uh, I use the rule of cool. If it's cool, I will allow you to roll for it. If um, I would rather hand wave a bad rule uh, or a rule that doesn't fit a situation. Okay, we're here to have fun. It is a narrative improvisational game uh, as much as it is a battle simulator. It's not a particularly good battle simulator if we're trying to get into like real life physics, real life magic. There's no, no, we're here to play a game. We're here to have fun. So um, if you want to, if there is a giant purple worm and you want to surf on it, by all means, give me an acrobatics or athletics role. Um, Surfing on the purple worm sounds like a... Uh... It sounds like a sex position, yeah. 
I was gonna say it sounded like a drug, but all right. The same, like, like yeah, like chasing the dragon. The purple worm, man. Yeah. Oh my god. Or something, the green fairy. I don't know. Um. So uh, I'll also be awarding inspiration whenever you do something that just blows me away. Um. We use our inspiration before or after a roll. You can use it for a reroll, much like Baldur's Gate three. You know, uh, the only exam, the only thing is you can't use inspiration to negate a botch. If you botch, you botch. Um, because I think it's good. Uh, we also use um, nat 20s and nat 1s on attack rolls and saving throws. Um, we don't use them on um, skill checks because it, no. Uh, but if you're rolling nat 20, I will, I will color it more favorable to you. Right. So you may not automatically convince the king to give you his castle, uh, but he might think you're extra cool and invite you to dinner. And then you marry his daughter, her son, a couple of years down the line. Um, so uh, nat 20s, though, uh, you can uh, you can nat 20 on on spells in our in our version. Uh, so if you're using um, uh, Firebolt, you can nat 20 on that. Uh, you can also botch it. You can also botch a saving throw. Uh, you can also nat 20 a saving throw in our games, meaning if I drop a fireball and you all nat 20, you take zero damage. You're an anime character. Enjoy. Uh, however, if you roll a one, like has happened several times on fireballs in Dragonlance, um, you become a charred dwarven mage. Thank you, Jen. Um, so um, we also have... Um, We've also been doing something recently with death saves. Uh, the last couple games, uh, death saves have been rolled by me. And I don't tell you if you're succeeding or not until uh, the time is right. This has been one that I've always wanted people to vote on. So um, the way that it, it would work is this. Um, you are in death saving throws. I ask what you would like to remember. What is tying you to this realm? And um, for your turn, you give me a memory or a goal, or something that is holding you on. Um, if it is particularly poignant and well roleplayed, I will roll with advantage. Uh, if you do not give me anything, you have nothing to live for, and I roll with disadvantage. Uh, this is a way to allow you to do something even though it's not your turn, because you are in death saves, which is the most boring part of the game. Right? Um, and I roll behind the scenes so that everybody else does not know. I have had it before where people have been really fine with this, but wanted to privately know whether or not they were succeeding or not because of, because they it made them too anxious. Uh, if that is the case, let me know. But is everybody cool with, with these death save rules? Perfect. All right. Uh, also, when we're running live on Twitch, we have channel points. Uh, channel points are a non-cash currency uh, that you gain by watching the stream live. You can use that to buy things um, on the channel. So we have a few of them. Uh, we have this one called Determination. Determination is a little token that appears on the character's windows right next to their class. Um, when you see that, that means the character has one. They can have a max of one at any given time. You were literally touching it, Krista. It was great. Um, they can spend that to add their proficiency to any roll before I tell them whether or not they have succeeded. So they can do it before or after they roll. If they roll a 19 and they're like, oh, I really want that 20, so I'll add my plus two proficiency bonus, they can do so. Uh, then I remove the determination. It can be repurchased for them later. Um, they cannot have multiple instances of it, only one at a time, because otherwise that's way too much bookkeeping for me. Um... And uh, it is a nice fun thing. It, is, it stacks with your proficiency bonus as your proficiency bonus goes up. 
there are also three other uh, buyables that you will hear us talk about a lot. The first is Hurt the More. Hurt the More is uh, a cheat card for me. It allows me to do things like heal enemies, have another enemy appear, uh, take an extra attack, a recharge a spell, take an action out of my turn, do things that uh, negate player advantage or uh, make players roll with disadvantage. It is a really great thing. I love it because 5e is a pretty easy system, really. Sometimes, though, players need a little help. That's why the Something Good Happens exists. Something Good Happens can be spent. Uh, I spend it to either make a check easier, let a player re-roll something. Um, maybe they find a material component they need for a spell. And uh, it basically just makes it a little easier. And then Drama Bomb means that I spend that to make the most dramatic thing possible happen in that circumstance the roof falls down the enemy escapes to haunt you another day your true love is pregnant these type of things right like and it's not yours and he's very confused by both sides of this <laughs> um so these are great so when you hear us talk about those that's what we're talking about um and uh, hopefully it won't be that confusing. Uh, does anybody have any questions about our house rules? Krista. I have a question about possibly hmm. implementing one um, because the death saves are very cool and it really adds like the, the, the tension. Um, if there is going to be like body horror, like body manipulation and stuff that's happening, I personally think it would be very fun to have you roll those saves and then just describe what's happening and either either we're turning or we're not and it is i feel like you would describe it incredibly interestingly whether or not okay. we failed and i feel like it's much more interesting to hear a sentence lead up and go <sighs> or oh no um instead of just rolling a die and seeing that so that i i would pitch it but if no one else is interested i'm totally fine with that not being uh, i'm thing. fine doing the extra legwork if you guys want it what do you think that sounds good i don't have a preference so sure <laughs> chris if, if no one else is like as like adamantly excited about it i'd say let's not let's just roll our saves um i but but i will pitch that to you as a future horror game option where okay. like no one knows if they're making it or not <laughs> that sounds good it's interesting it makes it feel a little less interactive um i like i like i like it as a storytelling device but i don't necessarily know if i i enjoy that as a game mechanic is the only thing okay. but well, like i'm kind of ambivalent towards it all right, cool. well, let's put it on the shelf for now and see how the first couple go. And then if we want to institute it after that, we always can. I think it's a good idea, Krista, though. I think that we're going to have some fun in the future with other games. Um, there is one final game mechanic that I was going to suggest we maybe talk about. We have been using an alternate game mechanic that I actually took from Ginny D. Uh, we've been using it over on uh, Dreams of Arcos, one of our homebrew games. And what it is, is um, uh, it is critical inspiration or uh, inspired criticals uh critical hits are great uh they're great but they're also pretty weak in 5e uh you're only using double your um uh double your damage so cr inspired criticals basically function as follows uh christine gets a nat 20 on a roll 
Christine then looks around the group and determines who gains a point of inspiration from her critical. Your allies are super good. Your allies are doing something amazing and you gain a little bit of inspiration. The inspiration has to be used in that fight. It vanishes pretty much immediately after the fight. Uh, but it does mean that you can do some really epic things. The caveat is if you can do it, the enemies can do it. So a mob of goblins might be inspired as well. Is that something you guys would like to try or you want to leave it on the, the shelf? Chris? Yeah, I think that sounds good. Oh, sorry. I don't know. I, I really like that. It, it feels like it, like it gives the potential for things to snowball either really well or really badly for us. Um, but that's like we're still it's still what we're doing. That's having that impact. And no one is taking silvery barbs, right? No. Or OK. <laughs> Go ahead, Caitlin. I was Not just going to say it really is like it's it's definitely like kind of if you were in there in the battle, the kind of the way the morale would go if you were like really failing and then oh my god oh mm -hmm. my god if you're really succeeding so it kind of yeah it kind of gives the brings that element to it and i really like that it's pretty cool and i've i've enjoyed it in arcos it's made some of the fights really epic um especially because like out of nowhere like cal rolled like three nat 20s in three rounds and just everybody was like circling this little meek medusa druid who's just throwing out inspiration like candy and it turned into this big epic fight so i really like that um that sounds good so let's go with in inspired crits we'll do that thanks uh, genie that, for does that count when i get a crit range of 19 to 20 yeah it's a crit sick this is why you're a champion not a cambion um all right uh so that is our house rules section so i just wanted to say real quick a big shout out to a couple of people that uh really did a lot of hard work for this the first is our artist kiyoshuki uh kiyoshuki is an amazing artist who did all of the character art for this game uh you can go support her uh she's over on twitter you'll see her in the credits at the end of this episode uh and she does amazing commissions she's very reasonable and uh, is an incredibly quick and professional artist to work with. We use her for most of our our major module games. Uh, so if you're looking for something for your campaign, you, you can't go wrong. Kiyoshiki is fantastic. Go check her out. I also wanted to thank Michael, our graphic designer, who is responsible for this and uh, some stuff you'll be seeing next week because this is not the real version. This is the, the Session Zero version of the overlay frames. Uh, and uh, it is going to be um it's gonna be fantastic he's doing something completely different and i had I think... to look close because i hoped it was the one that he said i would just thought about that too <laughs> not gonna lie it's gonna be good um so thank you very much michael for all the hard work you do you can check him out over on twitch.tv slash sylvester slays uh or you can check him out over on friday nights on Bricarius's channel on twitch at twitch.tv slash precarious uh mike is also going to be in some stuff that's coming up soon so you'll be able to see him directly there and see his hard work that he is putting together for those games um besides that does anybody have any last things that they want to talk about about this game All right, I'm very it. excited for uh, my first Dork Tales game. Thank you so much for inviting me. I'm excited to be part of the team for this. Well, it's good to have you back, Chris. We haven't played with Chris in like six years, so this is going to be fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Truly. <laughs> um, someone, I was like, oh yeah, well, I, 2019, that was like a couple of years ago, or that was like last year, right? I was like, no, no, that oh, was four God, years right? ago. Yeah, and then it was like, oh, I moved over in 2017. What? Yeah, it, like, what? truly, I felt like this, like, 
speaking of the mommy like my skin falling off like it was truly just... <laughs> <laughs> well, you're I remarkably well preserved <laughs> all right you know who else is remarkably well preserved uh our patreon hey folks if you want to help keep the lights on around here and make sure that more things like this because we have an upcoming planescape game and who knows we might even be going to tackle some old modules and also returning to mage and maybe some other world of chronicles of darkness games you never know uh to help that happen and to get a bunch of exclusive content head over to our patreon at patreon.com slash dork tales uh where for as little as five dollars a month you can get uh three four five additional games a month a podcast and a lot more uh it's a great way to support the channel directly and it's also september right now if you're on twitch where you can drop your twitch sub because hey give us amazon's money it's all good um i really want to thank uh all of our patrons who make this happen our world building producers uh jade the maker of monsters our divine producer my mom who will be seeing tomorrow hi mom uh our uh demonic producer precarious our wizards of the patreon tammy the forever cleric and ink goblin and uh our high council of the patreon taryn buddy amberthist raven with bobbles karasha urquhart chef aladeth larouk sorcerer sanguine mike baxter and kaylin whitebeard to join them head to patreon.com slash dorktales today and join the fun welcome to the party uh also a big thank you to our sponsor bookworm games we also couldn't do it without you you guys are amazing sponsors and we are very lucky to have you by our side um with that i think that's it for the the day guys we'll we'll be back in four days on monday so come and join us for the actual first game i will be probably running my streaming setup off of like an ironing board um at my mom's house in kansas uh but i'll uh hopefully her internet access is good i'm really hoping this was the promise she's like come down for my birthday and i'm like i'm literally starting a new show that week <laughs> so it's gonna be fun Fingers i'm gonna be for my brother the next one. Oh god it's we'll, we'll survive we'll survive all right, so uh, we'll see you on Monday when we go beneath with Fandelver and below the Shattered Obelisk. That's going to be a mouthful to say every time. Good night, well, You don't need to eat the obelisk every time. It's fine. You don't have to eat the entire <laughs> obelisk. You can, have a, you can have a Shattered Obelisk as a treat. Uh, Just a little bit as a treat. Just nibble. Good night, everybody. <laughs> Vandelver and Below the Shattered Obelisk is a Dork Tales production. Its dungeon master is Kelly Clark, and it stars Amy Godfrey as Lyric, Krista Mitchell as Carmilla Alazarin, Christine Rattray as Lady Alessandra Baraquel, Chris Ross as Sindri, and Caitlin Vinkel as Anthea Briarfoot. Our opening theme is Only Teeth Remain by Tim Kulig. For a full list of music used in this episode, please check the show notes below. This episode also used music and sound effects from TabletopAudio.com. Tabletop Audio is one of the best resources that a role player can have. It has ambient sound effects, 10-minute loops, and plenty of things to bring additional ambience to your role-playing experience. We're not sponsored by them, we just love them. Go visit them today and support them if you can. If you like what we do here, you can help us grow by becoming a patron at patreon.com slash dorktales. Speaking of which, I'd like to take a minute to thank all of the patrons over at patreon.com slash dorktales who help dorktales exist. We couldn't do this without your support, and I want to thank you all individually for everything that you do. Starting with our divine producers, Jan and Bob Kessler, who are uh, my parents, which is always fun and not at all awkward to say. To our demonic producer, Precarious, who brings evil and fun in equal measures. To our wizards of the Patreon, Tammy the Forever Cleric and the Ink Goblin. You're wizards now! 
The High Council of the Patreon, who donate $25 or more a month and are just the swellest people on Earth, Terran, Dustin, Amberthist, Raven with Bobbles, Karasha Urquhart, Chef Aladeth, LaRue, Sorcerer Sanguine, Mike Baxter, and Kelowna Curd. To our level 20 hero, Michael Eilat, the graphics guy, who's responsible for most of the graphics you see on Dork Tales. To our level 10 heroes, Nacro, the Straw Hat Devil, Collinson, Snowy323, Hans H. Boundahoof, Chandra Magic, Iron Warrior X, Draconis Majers, Dodger Lakers fan, Jamal Cheatham, Spork Saber, Renee Hayes, Raven Avarlix, Craig Hallstrom, Darcy Gibbs, Custom Blink, Brandon Keen, and Void Weaver. Thank you so much. Our very important patrons, Camille, who might be six possums in a trench coat, Caitlin Vinkel, an actual guinea pig, eternal student Dale Cope, wine master Robin Hulford, Lord Evan of Antier, Jason Tudor, the mayor of Icewind Dale, Krista, the Siege Effects Engine, Jacob Shinji McDonald, Trizelta, aka James Bodage, Jade, the maker of monsters, United Adventure Company, SM Pace, Just Andy, an insomniac veterinarian, Andrew Wolf, Matt DS, Eric and Amber, Diggy Diggy Blog, Evil, Professor Multiverse, Tommy Kiyama Spenson, Stormshanks, The Bong Master, Jeremy Smith, Lockgen, Slurp, Andrew Rambling Gamer, Graham Rudkin, Policino, Malazang, Laura Arasmith, Mashmakan, The Dixon Three, Sean Oldham, Loskrack and So Honorable, Bryn Hawker, DM Shari, Whistler, Stuart Tiffin, Owls, Bartold, Drew Thompson, Tyler Saunders, David Carnan, Waffle Rabbit, Fally Pally, Robbie Dick, Parker Radborn, Shannon McLean, Cade Green, Walter Manbeck, Chris Kane, Braddockism, Stephen, Denise Atwood, Jung Jarden, Nyla, Russell Christian, Shelley Garvin, Johnny Nemec, Joseph, Stephen Malik, Gamehen, James G, Saberslaw, Joshua Chandler, Frederic Lepont Moret, Karama215, Tyrone Slothrop, Ezra Santos, Chris Chindloy, QXVW198, The Comment Guy, Doc Flame YT, Phoenix Queen, Trey, Chris, Dark Sun, The Queer Mountain Witch, Kalen Whitebeard, Phelan the Wild Elf, Hooser Jedi, Rephus, Beastborg, Ronzol, Iron Sun, Meredith McCann, Zorak, Leroy Bryce, Will Wisner, Aridian, Matthew, The Mysterious Plutonian, Rousey, JC, Ravenna, Vladimir Smirnov, Spank My Betty, Jay Hobbs, and Duo Maxwell. And of course, to our dork squad, Jen Peters, Brent Stewart, CTSRTY, Hayliz, Zach Rules, Ava Hernandez, Jacob Embury, Heavy Metal and T, Kathleen Halperin, Orion the Scott, Erica Lena, Kayla Haynes, Oni Yuri, Stephen Pearson, Peppermint, Dennis Dory, Isaac Griffin Onan, Hunter, Robert Leach, David McCrellis, Sarah of Aria Sharp, and Brian Johnson. Hey, thank you so much for supporting us. Honestly, Dork Tales exists because of the support that you bring to us on Patreon. If you want to be like them and help support the channel directly, help keep the lights on, and help keep food on the table of this full-time gig, please go to patreon.com dorktales. By joining, you'll get a ton of additional perks, such as an additional five to six games a month, on top of additional posts, a behind-the-scenes podcast, and more. Thanks so much for everything. And hey, if you want to just spend some time with us, join the Discord. It's free for everybody, and we love having a wonderful and thriving community. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you in the next episode.